You're listening to the Break Free Podcast, where we show up, tell the truth, and do the work so that we can live God's best for our lives. Let's jump right in. Today, we have a very special segment on the Break Free Podcast. I'm so excited because we're celebrating the fifth anniversary of my book, Break Free, Unlock Your God-Given Potential and Unleash Your Unstoppable. Today, I'm joined by some extraordinary women who have embraced the powerful message within the pages. I am super thrilled to have Christina, Lupe, Vashti, Taisha, Julia, and Jessica with us. So let's jump right in. Vashti, you already told us that one of the themes that was coming up in your life, right? You were talking about, were you talking about vulnerability being, or was that when we met last time? Okay, that was Lupe. Okay, when we had the mentorship group, though, we were talking about being soft, right? But did you discover any themes in your life from reading the book that the Holy Spirit, you know, was like ministering to you or kept bringing up? Yeah, the theme that kept coming up is process. (laughs) And I was just like, can't we just, can we not? Because there are a lot of times, I don't know if I try to, not that I'm trying to over-spiritualize things, but you know, there are times when in the Bible, people are healed instantly. And I thought, Jesus, can it just be like that for this? Can I just be healed like emotionally instantly? And I realized, um, I think it's on page 24. Yeah. Where it says, um, it didn't go away right away. I had to work on it repeatedly. And then on the following page, it says he would uproot, meaning the Lord, he would uproot anything that he didn't plant. And I thought, okay, well, (laughs) that means it's going to take a process. And it reminded me of Isaiah 41, 15 and 16, where the Lord says, I'm going to make you a new sharp threshing tool. And I love that scripture because he's saying, I'm going to, I'm going to beat the mountain small. What if we, what have you ever threshed that you hit once? And I thought Mm. it's going to take some time with the word of God. And that kind of settled me because before I was like, I just want the anointing to destroy the yoke. And this really brought it home. It's not going to happen like that. Not for this. And so um, I came to grips with that and I'm okay with it now. (laughs) And um, I'm understanding that my, my actions and my words and the way that I think, because chapter five was my favorite um, about the mind that in itself is going to repeatedly that's in faith. When I'm using my words, my thought life, my actions, it's going to be used in faith against the mountain that's standing in front of me. So. Yeah, that's good Vashti because it's ongoing. Right. And a lot of times we want the promise right? Who doesn't want the promises of God? Hello, right? They're great, but the process, but he tells us very clearly that without the process, you forfeit the promises. Mm -hmm. So at some point, um, that reminds me somewhere in the book, I talked about um, when I first started working out and I had a similar feeling of like, wait, we're doing this every day? (laughs) Wait a minute. (laughs) Or multiple times a I have to do what to get what, you know, it was like, I, I didn't really understand the depth of what was required for the aesthetic I had in mind. Right. Mm -hmm. I was underestimating what the process would really take to change and to sculpt my body and how much more our lives. 
I mean, the body is complex, but hello, life, emotions, relationships, people, when you think about all of that. And so I remember, you know, in the beginning of working with a personal trainer, I used to be one of those people who come to come to the gym and just complain, <laughs> you know, before I, I want to tell them a story or start, you know, anything to avoid the warm up that everybody else is doing. You know, I'm like trying to minister to the trainer. I'm doing, I'm doing everything. I'm getting water 10 times, water bottle. You know what I mean? Look, look, extra socks, you know, just not just, being silly because I really didn't want to get into the work because I knew I was going to experience some pain. I was going to have to do some things that maybe I didn't feel like I could do. And I remember one time, uh, my trainer, he just told me, Ashley, you've got to learn to fall in love with the process because I was just so into like, when is this going to be over? Can, like you said, can I just have the physique that's in my head? Like, okay, I dream of Jeannie. Let's take me there right like that's what I'm thinking and my trainer was like no because this is a lifestyle and that's what he was trying to renew not even a lifestyle this is a part of your life because styles change and so that's the idea with you know this is a life of faith it's ongoing and I think sometimes we're destination minded um, and so we're missing we're missing the mystery we're missing the goodness we're missing the fulfillment that can actually come from really paying attention to the process because that's what it's about. And now I work out regularly. I don't even think about it. You know, my team will tell you I got them working out. You know, I enjoy it because they're shaking their head. Yikes. <laughs> but it's true. I enjoy it. And I recognize how important it is because I learned to just fall in love with the, the process. Well, what was the process? Well, the process was being good to my body. That's what it was. I had to have a mentality shift that this is actually something that's good for me. That's helping me. Right. I had to fall in love with um, loving myself. Really, that's what it boils down to. And then honoring and loving God because my I'm not my own. So it circles back. Right. Because I'm stewarding this body for my purpose and my assignment. And if you're in ministry or you do entrepreneurship or whatever, you already know how exhausting and taxing that can be with family and so on. So it's like that's what God was revealing to me. Like you're stewarding this house for me to do my work. So that's another whole layer that was added on as it relates to learning how to fall in love with the process. Lupe, what was your favorite chapter? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> <laughs> my favorite chapter was actually chapter six, Manage Your Mouth. Yeah. Um, what I really liked is the one thing that stood out is when you said to prepare your, um, it was talking about preparing your, um, what you were going to say in a, in a situation. The measured responses. Oh, my goodness. I would have never thought of that. I haven't started it yet, so I'll just be honest, but <laughs> I'm working on it. But it was just so genius because it, it goes along with that scripture where we need to be slow to speak and quick to hear. And like, if we practice our responses, like you said, it will be natural. And that was just, that stood out for me because I was already in the season of trying to be a silent wife. So, mm, and I silent see. more so just being allowing him to be able to speak. So when you say that it's helped marriages, it really has. And I was actually telling them the same thing that this book has helped. It helped 
anyone in any season they are in and you don't even like and your intentions were probably not even there no I was so, really just trying to check it off my right to do list y'all if you really want to know I'm, I'm like what's next I don't like this <laughs> what's next um yeah because you know I'm like a social butterfly when when I feel like when I feel like it, I guess, you know, and, and I'm comfortable in a space. So sitting down every day, I know Jessica's writing a book right now, um, who's here with us today, sitting down every day, disciplining myself to do this was really, really, it was hard. It was. Um, thank you for sharing that, Lupe. Uh, managing your mouth. When you say you were trying to be a silent wife, and then I, I'm laughing inside because you said being a silent wife means just allowing your husband to talk, period. <laughs> right? So... Yeah, that that's interesting, right? So learning how to um, basically know when to say what, right? Thank God that yeah. he gives us as wives wisdom um, to know what to say, when to say it, and how to say it when we yield to the Holy Spirit. And you're right. A lot of times God will have you say n- nothing to your husband. <laughs> Just pray and God will speak to him and Mm -hmm. your husband will then when he's ready, speak to you (laughs) what God is revealing. Amen. And you praise God for that. It goes back to the whole thing. Whoever said not controlling and things like that, right? Just learning to rest in the Lord and know that he's got your back. It can be hard. And if you haven't, if you didn't learn that before you got in marriage, right, it's hard because you don't you don't have that trust there with God that he's going to come through like are you talking to my man you talking to him you know you don't know like did you hear me God but you if you don't learn that single that God will come through then yeah it can be really hard and for those of you listening um Lupe do you want to tell our listeners a little bit about what measured responses or whatever you got from that chapter that section explain Um, to them like what it was about it was more about preparing your words before in a difficult situation. The part that I had highlighted is it says many times silence is the best option for handling a stressful situation because a lot of times our stress is the way we respond and you find yourself responding in like we talked about emotions and just anger and just frustration. And then that leads to way more than what the original problem was. Yes. So, this is something I struggle with a lot because, you know, we kind of do what's modeled in our lives when we, as mm-hmm. we're growing up and things like that. And, you know, for sure, this is probably what I was thinking about when I wrote that part, when I wrote that part of the book, um, I always felt thrown off or like I wasn't prepared. I didn't have the vocabulary or the language when I would, when something was happening that I was really upset about or something where I, I felt like there was an injustice or something was wrong. And I really didn't have the mentality that God's my defense. I didn't learn that. Like as a black woman, you know what I'm saying? Like you learn like mm-hmm. basically don't let nobody do nothing to you. You got to have your own, you got to, you know? So I had to really meditate on that, you know, God will protect me because I didn't feel protected and did it. So I'm like, okay, I, I, I feel completely unprotected. That's the thing I'm struggling with most because of things that have happened to me in my life. So now I'm supposed to act like I'm someone who's being protected. <laughs> how do you, how do you do that? Like if you've never had that experience, I had to renew my mind to it. And, but anyway, when things would happen or somebody was, you know, coming after me or whatever, I just always felt like, 
all I had was zero to a hundred. I didn't have any um, different colors. I, you guys are nodding like, yeah, all the women like, yeah, zero to a hundred, Ash, zero to a Yeah. And, and I, I knew in my heart, like, I didn't want to be like that, but I didn't have any other, um, like I said, color. There was no other colors there for me to find. The language wasn't there. The example was not necessarily there. I didn't really necessarily see that modeled. And so, um, yeah, the measured response was when I just, I had to practice it. Like if somebody says something crazy to me, how am I going to respond? Because I noticed, okay, this is something that's a trigger for me and I don't want to keep responding this way. And I, you know what I would do? I would literally, um, I would write it out in my like notepad on my phone and I would write it out and I would just practice it every time something would happen or I felt you know, one of those type of moments, I would be searching in my notepad, like, <laughs> you know, looking for that. And eventually it became my new normal. And it, it's not that it's not authentic. It's, it was my real response, but I had programmed myself enough to know, okay, if this comes up or this comes up and I don't want this person to, you know, feel a certain way or whatever, what's the best way that I can respond to this and leave this person seen and heard, but also respect my boundaries and say, no, I can't go to lunch. My schedule doesn't allow for that anymore. Even though it's disappointing you because you haven't, you know, a certain expectation of me, my life is different. I have different priorities. Right. And I didn't, it can sound bad. So I just kept practicing and like, how do you tell people no? in a way that leaves them seen and heard. And I still, this is something I still have to practice with because people do have expectations. It's, it's strange, but they have expectations of how you should use your time and mm-hmm. by when you should call them back. And it's, it's a weird, it's a weird time that we're in. And so you can feel pressure, pressure to just show up or be a people pleaser or whatever, but then your family suffers. Now I'm doing this for you and I'm supposed to be over there. You know, or I said yes to this and I'm supposed to be doing that. Then your life starts falling apart. And I had to decide, okay, do I want to be a people pleaser? And do I want to be liked or do I want to focus on being a light? Do I want to focus on serving the people who I am assigned to and being there for what matters um, most to me and to God? And then let God deal with the hearts of men because that's not my job anyway. It's not. And if I'm yielded and I'm obeying him, he's going to be my defense. (laughs) <laughs> Isn't that good? Holy Spirit's Amen. good. Bring it full circle. He's my defense. That's what I've learned. So thank you so much. Anybody else want to share their favorite chapter before I move on? Um, I would like to share mine. Um uh, Oh, and Julia. Okay, both of you. Right, first then um, Julia. Okay. Uh chapter eight, um, how bad do you want it? And when I saw that title, I was like, you know, because I never heard nobody talk about how bad do you want it? Because I always ask myself, how bad do you want, Ty? You say you want this, you want, you want this, you want that, you want to grow spiritually, but how bad do you really want it? Like, because they say, like, you make time for what you want. And, and like, I will keep evaluating myself, like, how bad do you really want it? Because if you want it, you know, you would do A, B, and C, and D. And one thing which you said earlier about, you don't, like, we don't want to go through the process, but we want the end result. We want the destination. And so my, my mind was so focused on, this is what I want to look like in my Christian walk but I didn't enjoy the process or the time that people take to get there, which is being spiritually disciplined. You know, that that's not fun. 
I don't want to doubt itself. I don't want to, you know, <laughs> stop doing this or, or this because it takes too long. It's, it's not like it's not it's not microwavable. So I don't want the process, but I want the end result. And so when you said how bad do you want it, it's like, are you are you dedicated enough? Do you want it bad enough to go through? And then how you said that you need to enjoy it. So learning how to enjoy that growing process, uh, enjoy that. Uh, what God is trying to mold you into to get to that place where you want to be, how you see different people that inspires you, but you don't know what process they've been through. So that right there really, really stuck out to me. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much for sharing that. That was one of, the, one of the, that's one of the things that made me write the book outside of God <laughs> hounding me, huh? <laughs> that's, but no, honestly, that's one of the things that I kept thinking about Taisha was, where are the people talking about process? Not the sugar-coated one. This is so hard because a lot of people aren't telling the truth about what it really takes and what's happening because I know I'm not the only one that God is doing this to, right? He's not a respecter of persons on either side of things. So I'm like, how am I going to navigate this? And then once I realized what was really required and what really happens in this type of relationship with God I was like people need to know this because people feel like they're failing I know I did you know or you feel like this or that and you're like oh I'm not the only one that has to go through this that was what inspired me to tell some of those stories um in the book so thank you for sharing that because that means a lot to me because that's how I felt how do I do this what is that process you know um And I think we glamorize it. It's like, if you just believe in God, hallelujah, if you just do your devotional, if you believe you, you guys are cracking up. Oh my gosh. Is that real? Yes. Yes. (laughs) And so it's like, if you can just, you know, if you just believe you receive, if you just quote these scriptures, your husband is going to just, you know, it's like, if you're really in this, that is, it's more complicated. It's more to it than that. Mm-hmm. If you're really walking by faith. And so it's like, you know, we hear these powerful testimonies of how we ended up in the end result. But like what happened from the time you gave your life to Christ <laughs> to the time that, you know, everything blew. <laughs> Why are you laughing, Lupe? <laughs> Julia had to go on mute. She was so. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, does anybody else want to speak to this? It's a setup. I feel like I feel like you get it, it. It's a setup, like, and I think that's why the scripture says count the cost because it's not an easy walk. We talk about it all the time on Mondays. Like, it's one thing to be a dead sacrifice, but to be a living sacrifice when you have the ability to crawl off of the altar and then gotta go back. Like that is ghetto. I hate it. It's so hard. <laughs> And it's that process, but then it's like, but you want the promise. So either we're going to keep repeating this or we just going to stay on the altar. And, and, and I love it because it's not him putting me on the altar. It's me taking myself there and me staying there. So it's the free will, but it's still like, oh, I got to go back. I got to leave it there and not call off the altar. But that, yeah, that part. That part sucks. And people don't tell you that. Yeah. But it's worth it. Yeah, right. It's worth that's exactly. And so I think that's why sometimes people are like 
Ashley, we didn't think we were getting this from you. It's like, yeah, because I'm no fluff. Mm -hmm. I'm no fluff. I'm not going to tell you this is cotton candy and ponies because I don't want to set you up for <laughs> failure because it's not. Because I got, I got set up. <laughs> like you said, I thought it was cotton candy and found out it was not. And so I had to, you know, boss up, so to speak. Real talk. I had to boss up because I, I didn't know what this was going to take to become who God called me to be. And it's, you know, I'm still evolving. We're always growing. So I love that. And um, yeah, it's so important. So you do have to count the cost and, and just see like, how bad do you want it? What are you willing to give up on this level to go to your next level? Mm -hmm. Right. And um, yeah, that's so key. Julia, you wanted to share um, your favorite chapter? Yes. I got thrown off. You started talking about process. I'm like, Jesus. Transform your thinking, chapter five. Um, there's really just one part, which I shared with the ladies last Monday that I like. And you're talking about training your thinking. Not that I like, I like all of it, but that really spoke to me. And there's a part where you say, um, we should all read the word of God often. That is the only and most effective way to replace the wrong information with righteous information. That really impacted me because there's right information, but then there's a higher level, which is righteous information. And that really hit me because we can see people. I can look at other people's marriages and say, oh, that's right. You know, they're married. They're this, you know, they're, they're, that is right. But then there's a righteous way to do it, you know, and there's a right way to do your finances, but there's also a righteous way to do your finances. So, that really spoke to me and transformed your thinking when you said a righteous way. I'm like, yeah, what is the righteous way? And we talked that day about how the Bible says that when we seek the Lord in his righteousness, he'll add all things unto us. And I'm like, we, we say that, but are we really seeking his righteousness? Or are we just trying to seek what's right to us? And that's what that that's what that chapter reminded me of. And that, that really sat with me. Like, is this is this right or is this righteous? Because there's a difference. I didn't realize there was a difference. So that really spoke to me. That's good because um I think we think we know right from wrong. But when we say righteous, <laughs> it makes us think, Oh, what has God said? <laughs> right? Like what has God said? Not what I am saying. What is he saying about how to do this and why to do this and all those different things? And that changes the game, right? The Bible says there's a way that seems right to a man, but the end of that way is death. I was just uh, ministering to someone in business this morning um, about the difference because it can get really muddy. Um, everybody's not walking this walk. And so you're observing other people, like you said, thinking that's right because it's the norm. But because it's the norm and it seems right doesn't mean it's righteous. I love that, Julia. You guys, this is so amazing. Um, I'm so glad to have you here. I mean, it really is kind of surreal. Like, oh, the book is out here. People are reading this at home and talking to their husbands, you know. Um, God is faithful. He really is. I just want to know what advice you would give listeners considering reading Break Free unlock your God-given potential and unleash your unstoppable, but they haven't taken that step yet. So, um, Christina, you're smiling. You probably have something funny to say. What you got, Christina? What you want to, what you want to tell the people? I was just thinking you probably shouldn't put me on because I'm like, push past the annoyance. <laughs> <laughs> right. I would say, um, 
get the book, read the book, but be intentional. And I would even say before you read the book, ask the Holy Spirit to expose you to yourself. Um, and don't be surprised when you start to to see some things. But the, I think that's I think that would be a very powerful um, way to explore the pages is to ask the Holy Spirit to reveal yourself to you. Thank you, Christina. That's that's good. Push past the annoyance and let the Holy Spirit reveal yourself to you. That's super good. Vashti, what about you? What would you tell one of our listeners considering reading Break Free? Um, if you're thinking about reading it, that's the Holy Spirit. Just read it. Because as we as I looked into this, you know, sometimes people write books and there are a lot of opinions in it, but this book is so scripture heavy. And then you have your own personal experience to back it up, which is just like Jesus. You're talking to people in parables. The anointing is here. And I told Julie, I said, she's anointed because this book is speaking to everybody, all each of our lives in the different seasons of our lives that we're going through. And that's what the anointing will do. It will expose, like Christina said, it will expose what's going on in your life. But that's truth. And that's the light of God, his word. So I would say, if you feel like you should read it, read it. And then when you're done, read it again, because you're going to, you're going to get more truth out of it. So, yeah. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I think that even when I, my book is mirrored back to me now, five years later, I get things out of it for myself because it wasn't really me writing the book, right? Mm -hmm. God was using me. And I see that even more now that I've had the opportunity to grow some, right? Over the last five years spiritually, I'm like, I didn't even know that. <laughs> Back then, I said, I'm like, I said, what? I'm like, no, I, because that was the Holy Spirit, you know, that was the Holy Spirit because what did I know? My life was a mess, but the, the Lord was using that time in my life, that brokenness, right? He was using that to birth something. And I think that's really powerful. I think when we're broken or life has broken our hearts, we feel like that's the end, but really the, the breaking is just the beginning of the process of birthing. Mm -hmm. Right. Because he, he's filling you. He's trying to fill you with something that the world needs. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Vashti. Um, what about you, Jessica? I think do not <laughs> read this book if you're not ready to change your life, because this book is actually life changing. I still go back to it. Like Obey Away is my favorite, too, <laughs> Julia. Um, so. I still go back to it. It's still some transformation, of course, that needs to growth and transformation that needs to take place in my life. But if you're not ready to change your life nor get serious, um, don't read the book. But if you are ready, read the book. That's honest. That's good. Lupe, mm -hmm. what advice would you give listeners considering reading their break free book, but they haven't taken that step yet? Um, I would say not only just read it, but being being intentional and in applying it um, because we can read all the books we want and it's just like reading the word we can read the word all we want but are we applying the word because that's when it takes effect and just really just being ready to and I mean the Holy Spirit already told me I need to start it over again so I mean I apparently I got some reevaluating to continue to do so <laughs> um, I would just I mean Yes, get ready because the title is for real. You will break free if you're willing and you're saying yes to it. 
Thank you, Taisha. What about you? Well, I would say and to encourage the listener who wants to read the book is that this book is not no happy message book. It's a book that is personal. It well, it was personal to me. I feel like he was reading my mail, like all of my business type book. But it's good for it challenges you because because nobody else really speaks about what really be going through your mind. Like you know how you spoke, it was like so real. So I would say if you want to challenge yourself and you want if you're serious about your walk with God, like what Jessica said, then read the book. But if you're not serious, then it won't do no good but offend you. Mm-hmm. <laughs> true you're not ready right julia what about you i would say stop (laughs) playing uh if there's any area of your life where you even feel remotely in bondage and not free i would say get the book because on the as speaking speaking as someone who was in bondage everywhere (laughs) every single part of my life and is now uh haven't arrived but i'm definitely on the side of freedom it feels like night and day and mm. it's worth every bit of the process. So even if you don't feel like, oh, I don't want to challenge myself or I don't want to uh, do the self-reflection or get the book anyway and just start reading it and allow God to work uh, through the book and through the words that are here because it is anointed and there is no better feeling than freedom. And the book, you know how you read book titles and like this book was not all that. They definitely reached with the title. This is not a reach. When it says break free, break free. When it says unlock your God-given potential and at least you're unstoppable, that's exactly what's happening. Ladies, it has been an absolute pleasure and a blessing having you here today. Thank you so much for being a part of this episode and for reading the book, Break Free, Unlock Your God-Given Potential, and Unleash Your Unstoppable. And I applaud each one of you for doing the work right? That's what this podcast is about. It's about showing up, telling the truth and doing the work so that we can live God's best for our lives. And you guys are all great examples of that. As you move forward, I just know that your future holds incredible things and I am excited to see what God has in store. If you enjoy the Break Free podcast and want to stay connected to Ashley, subscribe to her email list by going to theashleywinston.com and receive the number one secret to overcoming obstacles and creating a life you love for free. Within this secret, you'll discover many keys to advancing your personal and professional goals and enjoy gaining the clarity that moves you forward at warp speed. Become a part of the Break Free family by signing up today and getting the inspiration you need to reach your next level of unstoppable. Stay up to date with Ashley's latest episodes and be the first to know about new offers, products, services, and events. Simply visit theashleywinston.com 